Hey, killer. No cap. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, fuck whoa. nigga, no cap. Get bad, little nigga. Smoke, thinking that shit rap. Blew a lot of money, but I made shit back. I'm big dog, little bitch. This facts, fuck nigga, no cap. Welcome back Get to another low. episode of No Cap, where capping is allowed. But it will definitely be addressed. Definitely addressing all cap. So please don't come on here capping, because we addressing that shit. <laughs> What's going on with everybody? How everybody feeling? I'm good, man. Feeling good? No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to introduce my people today, man. I got bald Mr. Six Rings in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jazzy Wazzy. What's up, Jazz? Hey, y'all. Hey. Skrill tell the motherfucking truth, Bush. I got my boy Trez in the building. And then I got somebody, a special guest. Y'all see, we didn't bring nobody else to team up with him because his story is big. <laughs> don't need nobody else. We don't need nobody else, man. We got Van Layton in the building. What up? What What's up? up How y'all doing, man? man. Chilling. Hey, we we definitely appreciate you coming through. I, I told you when we just spoke like a few moments ago that it meant a lot to me that you kept your word. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you big time in the media world. Word. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. And we ain't made it where you at yet, but you still reach back. So shout out to you for that. I Super definitely got to give you a good clap yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because most people will just tell you anything. They'll yeah. follow you on Instagram, then unfollow you. Right. You know what I'm saying? As soon as they leave. Fuck, punk ass man. Mm -hmm. I ain't finna be doing all this. So, you know, shout out to you, man. Yeah, man. Gotta do what you say you're gonna do. Hey, did you pick up that character growing up in New Orleans? I'm from Baton Rouge. So Baton no. Rouge. Um, no, okay, see? <laughs> no, I picked, it up my, uh, I picked it up from my dad, man. Rest in peace, my dad. My dad would, uh, my dad had a definition for being a man, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, um, it had nothing to do with, you know, having a dick or how many, um, how many women you could get anything like my father had this very he was an old school cat cowboy hat horses hunting you know what i'm saying he came up Maringon, louisiana population like 2000 mm -hmm. so to them yeah small town right yeah. moved over to baton rouge had him a family to them there were certain benchmarks that you had to meet to be a man right mm -hmm. um and one of those things was responsibility and dependability. Oh, fuck. Oh so if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it. And if you can't do it, then you just tell people you'll try. Right, right. So, you know, I remember being a little boy, like a little boy, like everything was a lesson. Mm. Come home, my room messy. My dad would be like, yo, you love your mama? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I love my mama. What kind of question is that? He's like, well, look, check this out. Your mother needs peace in her home. And she can't feel peaceful in here if your room all cluttered. Mm -hmm. Like, if you love something or you want to be something, like, you have to put in work behind it. So when you're thinking about how much you love your mama, think about that as you picking stuff up and making her a beautiful home so she don't have to walk through and see your drawers everywhere. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. Aww. And so, for me, I love this culture. And I came in this store, man, and the energy was authentic. Everything that we was talking about in here was authentic. You guys give off authenticity. Mm -hmm. So I want to show love by being who I need to be. By oh, being man, who I, I appreciate that. Be. You got me blushing. Yeah. 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 But I will say that about Chicago, man. I'm loving Chicago. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I don't do the whole L.A. is fake thing because mm -hmm. the people that I know in L.A. is solid. solid but, yeah. but I'm loving the energy around mm -hmm. Chicago, man. There's a lot of real people doing real shit and... Unfortunately, you know, the show that we're doing is not the most positive show. We're talking about some things that are obviously problematic, trying to figure them out. Mm -hmm. But the people I'm meeting are real stand-up, solid people. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, ain't, it, it ain't what 
everybody be saying it is. It's dangerous, you know, like I told you before. It's, right. It's, it's the same things going on in Baton Rouge, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course. Same things going on in Brooklyn, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But this is definitely one of the best cities in the country, especially on the food side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You been taking advantage of that? I have, bro. Look, man. I saw you at Subway, and I was like, come on now. That was a joke. I was just making fun of Jesse. Jesse, like, I'm making fun. I'm making fun of Jesse. It's a joke. Right. right. I caught on. Nigga. That nigga, that nigga hit me in the DMs. The nigga's like, like he he quick. Quick. Right. He hit me in the DM like, oh, you didn't sold out about like, but nigga, it's a joke, bro. Joke, we gotta right. laugh at that I'm shit. Like, so I caught it. Taking up for you yeah. years on that yeah. shit. People look at me fucking crazy. Yeah. All right. So if I want to make a joke, just chill. But we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what are all the places you visit while you was in Chicago? Well, we've been shooting the show Hip Hop Homicides with uh, from from Fifty Cent and Mona Scott Young. So I haven't had the opportunity to like go out and get as much as I would have liked to. But you know, we did Harold's Chicken. Okay. You know what I'm Shout out to Harold's. Now I saw Frank say something about that. Now <laughs> Frank said something about Harold's Chicken, man. Oh. He, he just went to the what wrong. He, he went to the one that we get one food from on 88 down on Michigan. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess people don't really like the chicken down there. Y'all just went to the wrong one. So Frank said, I you know Frank said that Harold's is not as good as Roscoe's. He's trying to start a whole fucking. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's oh, trying to call. Oh, a oh, yeah, we beefing a, with a that. coastal beef. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all trying to he trying to start a whole. I think thing. nigga taste buds different though, cause ain't nothing really fuck with Harold's, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, Uncle Remus is good too. They ain't still ain't. Yeah, they ain't no more clothes. Oh man, I like that. <laughs> they ain't no more clothes, bro. Yeah, we got Harold's in L.A. though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we Shout got out to Wayne. Yeah, we got Harold's in L.A. It's like you know, it's a man. Chicago people was like fucking zombies. They was like fiends <laughs> when the Harold's was about to open up. My yeah. boy Ari, shout out Ari, Ari and Mon Shumper, all of them. Like, damn, they about to bring Harold's here. Like, they was fiending on the shit. Mm -hmm. Like, they was waiting outside the place, waiting for the store to open. Right. So now Hollywood is kind of like getting their Harold's experience right. and shit like that. Yeah. It ain't about the names, about the batter. You know what I'm saying? Like, the batter. Tell the me about batter. the batter. I don't know about the Secret batter because I ain't no cook. Yeah. Roscoe's like slavery chicken. Slavery chicken. Like slavery. Y'all about to start some Harris chicken like, wars in this bitch. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you. like city, Midwest city chicken. <laughs> Roscoe's but y'all, but have y'all been to Louisiana before? One home of Boosie. Huh? Home of Boosie Boo. Yeah, I went to high school with Boosie. Go to high school. Boosie used to hoop too, huh? Good you basketball went to high school player. with Boosie? Went yeah. to high school with Boosie. McKinley High School, South Baton Rouge, uh, in the bottom. Boosie was a good basketball player, man. I don't believe that right there. Get out. I found that hard to believe. Boosie was a hooper? I believe it. It depends on how good he was. Uh, we can be able to know. So, <laughs> I do my fucking thing. I do my thing. But here's the thing, though. He was so small, mm -hmm. right. but was fearless and had good skills, man. Like, he would be... He, he was little, but he would be heaving that bitch to the basket. Mm. But, like, the kind of guy that, like, you know, and people say whatever they say. Obviously, he'd be wilding on the internet sometimes. But the kind of guy that, like, that age, you could tell he was going to be a star. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could tell he was going to be a star. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Yeah, a lot of confidence, very talented, all of that stuff. So, and just never was afraid to say what was on his And y'all just hit the final four down there, didn't y'all? When? Talk about the final four was just in New Orleans. Oh, it's in New Orleans, yeah. 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 So yeah. It's New Orleans is one of the rotating places that they'll go. So it's it's not gonna be a couple of years until they come back. They always come go back, there. Yeah. They come back there, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They move around. Speaking of you all taking up for Jesse, what made you take up for Jesse? What made you believe his story? He black. Oh. So <laughs> Facts. Like you believe. Yep, stay to it. So <laughs> this is the this is the <laughs> <laughs> like, This is the way I look at it. And 
this is my view of culture, right? Culture is like family, mm-hmm. right? And so there are many things that define what makes cultural bonds. Mm-hmm. Where you're from, what you eat, who you worship, mm-hmm. pitfalls, trials, and tribulations you've been through, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, I will like, I'll go, now the internet's changed it a little bit, but when I come to a different place, the black people that are there, they actually nothing like the black people where I'm from, right? Mm-hmm. Like we eat completely different food, we talk Sounds a completely different, different way, food. but the thing that bonds us is I understand what the fuck they're going through. Mm-hmm. Nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, yeah. right? I understand what they're going through. And that right there will make you wanna be a part of something that somebody's doing. So with me, you come, you tell me the fucking dude that the thing is racist, all right, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. You, you come and tell me, the, the fucking dude, like, uh, the white man that yelled at you or slapped you on the, your booty, your, your female, like, all right, let's go. I'm punching him up. Yeah, yeah, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, now, <laughs> once we get there, I'm going to be like, yo. Tell that story. Tell that story. Yeah. Right. And then if the shit don't sound right. Mission incomplete. Right, right. And if the shit don't sound right, oh, it's man, you should have brought it's us out here. Yeah, yeah, but the shit don't sound right, then, then, then we riding on it, but... If you come and you tell me you went through something like that, I'm on your side. So you like Pop? Mm-hmm. How so? When he was riding past the two off white dudes, oh, and he had to get out and get jumped out. And yeah, he yeah. handled that business. Right, right, right. I he mean, didn't care who the black man was. All he saw was two white men on the black man. Right. Yeah, yeah. we like that too. So we, we all relate with. to the struggle. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, when my man say who came on here, he say, if we ain't willing to die with each other, we wasting our time. That's right, right. Like, yeah. we got to start standing side by side as black men. You know what I'm saying? And you know what else we got to be willing to do? So we got to be willing to live with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be honest. For black people in this country, the dying been easy. Yeah. It's the living that's been hard. hard yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, since, since we was brought over here, they brought us over here to die. Mm-hmm. To toil, to, like, man, sometimes I watch, like, uh, I watch like science shit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. I watch science stuff, and I'm like, um, they're testing out vaccines. It's gonna help everyone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're testing out um, uh, medicines, therapeutics that are gonna help everybody. Whatever, whatever. And they're testing them out on like lab rats, mm-hmm. mice, whatever. They don't care if the lab rat dies. They don't care if the monkey dies. Mm-hmm. Like. Elon Musk trying to put the chip in people's brains. Right, mm-hmm. right. They, they putting the chip into people's brains, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to test it, they have to test it in a primate. Right. So they take a monkey. Which is a, yeah. yeah, they take a monkey. They put the chip in the monkey's brain. The monkeys die. They, they've killed like half a dozen 24 monkeys trying to put the chip in people's but brains. But they still yeah. trying to put that motherfucker in there. Maybe they'll figure out how to do it and it'll be great. Maybe they won't. I mean, what's the chip for, though? The chip would be You're so... a robot. Right, so what? so essentially, if you if you believe in what they're saying, the chip will be able to do. There are people who believe that at some point, human beings are going to be able to live to a thousand, fifteen hundred years. Okay, a human robot. Exactly, hmm. singularity, precisely. You put the you you combine that chip and everything that it can do. It might tell you five years before any signs of cancer showed up in your body mm. that they are manifested. Okay. It might be able to regenerate nerves in your spine that or keep stem cells coming through your body. It might be able to do all kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. the implications are limitless. But in order to do it, somebody's got to die, and it's the monkeys. Essentially, for America, 
they realized America had to happen, right? They realized America was something that they had to do. And the people that they said had to die for America to exist was us. Mm -hmm. We were the ones that they said, okay, well, we have to have plantations. We have to have buildings. We have to have all of these things. Free labor. We have... What, somebody got to die for it mm. in order for us to get this head start, and it's been us. And it's been like that every single step of the way. Mm. And for us, sometimes having that sort of uh, – having that cultural example or being under the thumb of white supremacy like that, sometimes all we know how to do is die well. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And, and, we, and we'll talk to each other about, yo, man, the, the – the biggest thing I can say for somebody growing up in Baton Rouge is, yo, if shit jump off here, I got you. Oh. Like, if we somewhere, mm-hmm. if shit jump <laughs> off, I got you. If they start busting over there, I'm going to get in front of you. Meaning, I'll give, I'll give my life up for you. Mm-hmm. On an everyday basis, how am I living for you, though? Right. Mm-hmm. On an everyday basis, what am I doing to make sure your shit is a little bit easier? When you, when you start your business, and because everybody like Gucci, everybody like Louis Vuitton, everybody like all of that. Are you wearing the shit that your cousin started? Mm-hmm. Cause Louis Vuitton, I'm not dissing nobody that spent money on that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. I'm not. Preach. I'm not. Not dissing nobody. Them white people been rich 200 years. Right. Stacks. Gucci. Yeah. Them. They've been rich forever. Forever. Ever. Louis Vuitton, Moe, and Hennessy. Right. LVMH. Bernard Arnault, the leader of that. One of the top five richest men in the world. Oh, all type of shit. All type of shit, right? One of the top five richest men in the world. Yeah, top five richest men in the world. Louis Vuitton, Moe, and Hennessy. Ain't been a white person that told me about any of those. They used to put the Hennessy in my fucking bottle because I was an unruly baby. Mm. They used to put the Hennessy in my bottle to calm me down. You come from this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought like, with you right. being on like TMZ before, I'm like, you know, of course, I right. didn't. I stopped freaking out like, shit, this nigga one of us. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Louisiana. Right. Louisiana. So I look at them and I'm like, well, fuck, man. I hope that somebody is starting the thing that's going to make us $100 billion in the next 30 or 40 years. I hope that when it's there, we can recognize and support it. You know what I'm saying? True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that's why I was rocking your shit. I got pressed for rocking your shit in Inglewood, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Inglewood Barbie pressed me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barbie. Put that shit on camera. Yeah. Inglewood uh-huh. Barbie pressed me. She pressed me. She pressed me. I, I had to, when you see the show come out, I had to fuck fame on. Cause that hoodie fit amazing, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hoodie made me feel like I'm a sexy nigga or some shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hoodie fit amazing. I saw you. And so I had to, I had it on and um she pressed me about it. She sarcastically like, or seriously? Right, right. We want to know. Sarcastic. Sarcastic. Okay. Sarcastically. She's sarcastic. Why do you don't like that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, you it's, don't it's, like that. It's history behind that. Right. You know what I'm saying? See, and, and just let me know, because we walking through. Bro. No, ain't nothing bad. This, I'm a, personal, bro. Bro. this bro. a personal relationship with me and her. Right. You feel me? So right. Right. When it go bad, it go bad. You right. know how it go. But yeah. I just ain't one of them niggas that be gossiping and, you know, I knocked her off. I ain't doing all that. I said it. But <laughs> right. that's what happened between us. Said, right. I said, right. said yeah. so, it's there. Right. You feel me? So, amazingly. Amazingly. Oh, good person, but amazing we had lady. a personal relationship. So it'll be like, you know, we'll, I see, I don't have a, no issue with her. I love her. And by the way, look at me. TMZ in it. That's I'm just saying. Let's see, you know, people on hey, I heard you was talking shit about Nas. No, not, no, no, no. <laughs> this ain't the first time this happened. Right. My man invited me to his birthday party. He said, pull up. 
I got Inglewood Barbie here. It's going to be a good look. Both of y'all. You know right. what I'm saying? I pull up. She got out the picture. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't saw you in three years. Right. Like, that shit over with. Right. Unblock me. Let's work and let's keep building the city. So right. It's like, I'm locking shit you down over here. Something. You locking it's things down. Right. You got to let those folks go, man. That's just unblock me. Unblock me, man. Right. I ain't calling you, but right. people tag me and her in a lot of posts. Right. And then I, I, the other day, literally, yesterday this happened. I click it, boom, can't see her, using that found. I'm like, so <laughs> he said, won't buy her. I don't have no issue with you. You still my homie, man. You right. know, we, the past is the past, man. Right. But, but we was fucking around over there in Inglewood. Yeah. Tough, tough place, bro. Right, where was you at in Inglewood? I ain't getting no on, invite. On her block, where she at. So, like, uh, I don't remember the name of the street, but, like, yeah. where, I guess, her... Uh, it's probably 71st or something. Like her, man her, shit like her, auntie, her auntie stay over there. Mm -hmm. Her old man, before he passed away, he used to stay over there. Like, um, just everybody was up and down the block. Everybody knew her. Just Inglewood. He from Inglewood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. What up? Yeah, so I couldn't tell you exactly where we was, but that's where we was at, though. Did y'all go uh, feed the friends? Like, nah. Let me make sure I get that right so she won't be in my inbox checking me. <laughs> you block me. Yeah. No, I'm back. checking motherfuckers back. So. <laughs> Check me calling you next. <laughs> nah, she told me. Nah, but she told me about that. You know, she goes out and she, she helps people out. No, she like definitely that. does, man. She feeding the home. And I, I had thought about putting her on the wall and I was in my feelings too, so I was like, I ain't putting that ass up. <laughs> but the next wall, she definitely deserve it though. She yeah, she definitely does. Yeah. She doing her she thing. She's doing her thing. Very like powerful mm -hmm. when she's talking about. It. You can tell she means it, and you can she tell passionate. that's her life. Yeah, she passionate. powerful. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Man. And and she consistent. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about it. You know what I'm saying? She ain't do nothing for two, three months or a year. She, she probably got like six, seven out. years doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It take a lot to really go out there and deal with the homeless because I go out and I feed them. And it's like, it can get wild and dangerous out there sometimes. Yeah. Like, right. I've been out there before and shit. We done had a lady up a needle. She oh, stab for us for some food. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it get wild out there. So, right, and you get, and you get criticized for doing so so you know what I'm saying so much good for motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like like people be like, oh yeah, you doing shit uh, for alternative reasons like right. hidden motives. And she get that shit a lot. Oh, Anybody yeah. else who's doing a lot of shit positive and consistently get that type of shit too. She from Chicago, you know so you know we known for just tearing each other down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we do that a lot here. I ain't never saw nothing on her. I ain't gonna lie. No, nah. yeah. never, ever. I ain't never. Nah, she, heard she, she, never get it, she get it though. She get it though. Motherfuckers fuck with her. I fuck ain't. with her. I mean, everybody I gets mean. gets something, but I'm saying overall, I ain't never. It be good. It be good coming thought. from her. Right. Mm -hmm. But nice. I want to ask you, Will Smith, Chris Rock, Chris Rock. Yeah. Grammys, Ban and Will, ten years. Yeah. Two thousand thirty-two. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's what he years. got. Ten so years. Yeah. He got ten years. Who you running with, Will, on this one? He need not to be bad because he did smack a black man so, on stage. So, I, I, so this is my thing, and it, like, so no, I can't go with Will. Will, you can't do that. Okay, but, right, but, right. but, ten years is old. Right, I feel like they're crucifying. Ten years is old. Yeah. Everybody hates Chris. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this, and this is the reason why we keep it to our culture because whenever it gets to them other people, they go too fucking far. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we get it. It's fucked up. Right. What we cannot do, and I, I understand that um that it's a sensitive topic is his wife and all that. I get it. Mm -hmm. But we can't normalize or encourage or cheerlead black men using violence as conflict resolution. 
right there. Yeah. You use violence when you have to use violence, right? You use, by the way, <laughs> there is a time for violence. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's don't fucking get it twisted. There is a time for violence, right? Mm -hmm. But you use violence when a joke on the thing, that's not that time. Yeah, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, and, but 10 years, 10 years is a 10 year bid, 10 year bid, 10. That's that's old. That's steep. You feel like that set us back some? Nah, nothing no. can set us back. Right there, you go. Yeah, like yeah. like so. The, even you know what sets us back? There's one thing that can set us back. What? The idea that something can set us back. Mm. So, I'll tell you where the psychology in that comes from for me, right? Like, one thing about understanding your place in. One thing about understanding your place in a country or in, in, a, in, a, in a situation, a state, city, wherever, is knowing that nobody can't tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Nobody can't tell you who you are, right? White people know that. They know that wherever they go, they're safe. White man go to South Baton Rouge, he's safe. Mm -hmm. White man go to Beverly Hills, he's safe. Mm -hmm. He's safe in Beverly Hills because that's where he go. He's safe in South Baton Rouge because if they kill him in South Baton Rouge, it's going to be 3,000 police down there every single day. Mm -hmm. So he probably not going to get fucked up if he down there, right? Mm -hmm. Probably he, he probably all right. We don't really have that feeling. Mm -hmm. no. Like we're not safe a lot of times in our community and then we definitely not safe in Beverly Hills, definitely. right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to jail there. Yeah. Right. So that makes us feel like a certain degree of behavior, mm -hmm. right, is going to make us okay and make us safe, right? So if mm -hmm. we don't if Will Smith don't smack Chris Rock, oh, then maybe they'll think that we're okay and they'll treat us better. Mm -hmm. That right there is a lie. We know that don't work. Yeah. Like, hell no. like we, we know for sure that acting right or being genteel or being a, a, a non-threatening nigga or being uh, whatever, that's not going to keep you safe from white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reality, so fuck them. The reality is nothing can make us, nothing can make us look bad to me, to white people, like we can't make the culture look bad. The culture is everything. The culture is good. The culture is bad. The culture is greens. The culture <laughs> is top flight chefs. The culture is all of that. Yeah, and, and so, and so, it doesn't make any sense to stand up straight for a country that's intimidated by how tall you are. Because right. mm -hmm. as soon as you stand up straight, oh, we gotta knock them back down again. You think you're doing the right thing by putting on your best wear. So I don't feel embarrassed by nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't feel, I love it all. Right. Mm -hmm. All the most ratchet shit, I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely getting Chris paid. He hey. said he ain't doing an interview until they talk, so they talk of big numbers. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you though. Like, it did bring out the more baser nature of me because I'm thinking if I'm Chris, I gotta get my leg back. Bro. I gotta get my leg back. <laughs> And you heard the Rock Brothers. Like, yeah, 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 like and you heard the Rock Brothers. The Rock Brothers, like, man, it's a lot of us, man. We gonna, like the yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. I can't, bro. I wouldn't be able to do it like that, man. You gonna get nah. your dick back? You gonna do it right then and there? Yeah, bro. I, I can't do it like that. And it's like, what do you, what do you say at an interview? Yeah, I got smacked. Like, no, I can't sit there and just talk about. Getting the shit smacked out, like okay. right. I, I think just, I think he just caught the backlash from Will boiling over. He just probably wanted to smack shit out Jada and Kane. Yeah, right. Like but let's talk about him. <laughs> but I felt like that smack came from. Everybody. I thought he was gonna go in the back, and they was gonna be like, and they gonna it, went, it went haywire back there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cameras was broke, a nose was broken, or something like that. Yeah. And then I'm like, damn, punch is me. Is he don't just smack a pussy? Though, punch me. Yeah. Don't smack <laughs> me. 
know what I'm saying? Like, is you just a pussy? Like, I understand not fighting out there, but backstage, still seeing Will after he got that award, he had to walk back back there and again. Party, celebrate. Yeah. So you know what I wonder though? Cause you're right, right? I wonder sometimes. I wonder about that, right? Cause think about that feeling. Think about the feeling. It don't even. It don't come from a smack. Think about the feeling. Think about how you feel in your body when you just feel like a motherfucker is playing with you. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think yeah. about how you just feel, how you sit there and can't nobody say nothing to you. Can't nobody do nothing until you get it off your chest. And think about how you flash out. Right. What if you didn't have that? Mm. Like, wouldn't that be dope? I mean, I, I don't think maybe it would be. Yeah, but man, at the same time, I don't want to be getting smacked in my face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. 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 It's just so I don't know how to feel about it sometimes. Right. Yeah. right. But if we pay attention to all the past Chris Rock uh, interviews, he say how he battled with being bullied. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so. Talks about it. Yeah. So he's not like that's normal for a lot of us growing up in the inner city, us defending ourselves. But a lot of people don't have certain traits how to deal with certain shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he is it's documented over and over. He's like, nah, I battle with this shit yeah. to the point where he he he, he to right. He took on certain tools that like, now nah, this is how I'm gonna do this shit. I'm just gonna be the bigger bigger person like in the bigger picture. Yeah, like, well, he got his Martin Luther King on. He turned the other cheek. <laughs> right. Yeah. He should have. I mean, me, I'd have fucked him up. So he should have fucked him up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he, I, but he I understand. The first black man to get smacked in front of 30 million people, though. I can't say that. Shit, way more than that. Yeah, it was know. way more than that. Yeah. So. It's yeah. like way yeah. the whole fucking world. world. And yeah. then the thing is, <laughs> think about the preamble to that, right? To, to, to the smack. Somebody walking up on you with that energy, he didn't square up at all. You ain't feel that? He yeah, because like, he, he like, this real Chris. I mean, Will Smith, like. I don't know, man. I don't know. Even playfully, I'd have been like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to like, get on God. Even, even playfully, yeah. I'd be like, hey. Because he would have missed me. Right. He's like, whoa. I'm like, oh, shit. And then my side, Chicago East side, with a cat. Bitch ass nigga. Um, yeah, Jeff Simpson up next. Show on. I think he froze. Like, I'm different for me. The fuck you just finna swing on me like that, but. I said that man, Lily, he has a lot of courage. Cause Ooh. that, uh, uh, Chris. Yeah, he does. Like, You're right. To do that, and go backstage and I still agree. do your job. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that yeah. that the whole world saw that. I don't know. I probably kill myself back there. Yeah. I be so embarrassed. This is how deep that situation was for me. Cause I was worried about him after that. And I'm like, damn. Right. I hope he don't kill himself over these next few days. You know, like I, I everywhere you go, this is what people know. Chris once talked about the fact that he's in therapy seven days a week. Yeah, seven days a week to deal with his his uh, his depression, and also he has a like a non-verbal learning disorder. Yeah, right. To where a lot of things sometimes people think Chris. Tell y'all something real quick. Like I'm jogging in the morning around Echo Park in LA. Like wake up in the morning, jog the loop, and it's like six thirty in the morning. Cause you want to get there before all the tourists get there and stuff. I'm jogging around, I do five miles or whatever. And as I'm jogging, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, God damn, that guy in that Adidas suit looks familiar. Mm. It's literally six thirty in the morning. And when I get up to him, it's Chris Rock. Mm. That's the mm. TMZ instinct. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like it's six thirty, and the sun is barely out, and he's just walking around the lake, mm. fully dressed. Just walking around the lake. I hit Charlamagne. I'm like, hey, bro, like on my run, I just saw um, like Chris Rock, Chris Rock 
early in the morning, walking around the lake with like holding something in a plastic bag. And Charlamagne was like, ah, bro, yeah, you know, he does a lot of things to make sure his mental health is right. Exactly. Before the smack or after the smack? Exactly. This is years ago. This no. is maybe like yeah. two, three years ago. So, so I'm like, that smack set him back. So what I'm saying is, okay. he does a he's he he's, he's been open about the fact that he struggles, and yeah. so I I really am concerned. Like you know, yeah. make sure we check on our brother. I mean, right. he's made it to like 50s plus. His ass good. Some <laughs> niggas get smacked. No, so, no, 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 Thirty years later, nah, we it's gonna happen right there because you could be a gangster or whatever and swing on me first, and I, I, you might miss though. But if you do, if you do connect, I ain't gonna be looking for you. I thought the same was gonna gonna turn out like the bad heartbeats when they ripped the sleeves off each other, got the rolling on the (laughs) ground. I was ready for that shit. I just was like, I think this shit was fake. But when Will did smile, I said that, but I also said, damn. That was that bitch ass. Release. Yeah. yeah, it was the release. That felt good. Because yeah. right. sometimes revenge feels fucking good. Right. Oh, it always feels yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It's just like selfish, Sweet right? Revenge. Yeah. The difference between revenge and justice, uh, justice is about harmony. Revenge is about making yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it. Uh, even in that situation, look at that situation, right? So, think about how Will Smith, and this is when you talk about, like, the way we deal with each other as black people sometimes. Think about how Will Smith was feeling, right? So, okay. Then goes on TV, says he been fucking his wife. Mm. So after he says <laughs> that he been fucking to the like like that go, comes to the point though. What I was saying, his boy was is boiling over. It's boiling yeah. over. That's, right? boiling that's, over. Right. that's why I said it wasn't for him. It wasn't right. for Chris. That was built up. Right. Precisely. So think about it, right? So Will Nick say fucking his wife. They talk about it. Will goes on the show. They talk about it. And then Myself included, we all have fun with it. We make jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Shit is wild. Yeah, to be is. honest with you, shit crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's good right? for TV. Yeah, good for TV. So shit's wild. <laughs> so for for that's 2020, 2021, whatever that was. So for a year, year and a half, Will Smith is hearing he's weak. <clears throat> Jada running over him. They did this. He's being emasculated everywhere he goes, Every. right? People are looking at Will Smith in a different way. Looking at him as a father and a husband in a, in a, as a different way. Woman running all over him. He feels small. He feels that, right? What happens in the moment that he smacks Chris Rock? So in the moment that he smacks Chris Rock, he does what we do sometimes. He transfers the pain. So we don't work through the pain or get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. We just give it to somebody else. So now Will hits him, bam. When he's walking back off the stage, everything we thought is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's the big man. Fact. He's the protector. Yeah. He's right. the dude that stepped up and did all this. He's this. But on the flip side... There is somebody in that situation who ended up being emasculated, being a weakling, being the guy who can't right. who can't defend himself. Hurt people, hurt being people. Hurt right. And you so know my wife name. Out, out your, your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. So when he does that, everybody's like, ah. <laughs> So now you have a situation to where Will's the big guy, Chris the small guy. The way Chris Rock is feeling, the best thing he can do is not take that out on somebody. Yeah. So and yeah. That, and yeah, you know, the best thing he can do is just work work through it. Whatever. Pain he feeling right there, mm-hmm. just eat it, deal with it, and kind of don't give it to me. He knew Muhammad Ali was going to beat his ass if he had to fall back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Muhammad Ali flashback. back. But, but don't that say the, mor- the morals that Chris Rock, even knowing the script and reading the prompter and seeing it, and could have just let it go on past without even saying it? Talk about the joke itself? The joke itself. It's another conversation. Like, yeah. 
Like, what? where's his principles? You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's, now he know what a brother going through. Like, he was going through with his infidelity um things. He was going through when he cheated on his wife. Yeah, that, that was the that first time that he did that, that though. That was the first time that And so he a comedian. You got to bypass that, though, if you know how we're really feeling about it. Yeah, look. Look. I, I was on TV for nine years on a show that don't do nothing but make fun of people, right? So I don't have very much, <laughs> you know, I don't have very much room to talk. But I will say what I did understand and one of the lessons I did get that I did like get from being there is that what you say about people it matters to them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like it, like you, you don't have enough. There's nobody. I know y'all. People think it. People think they got so much money they're so famous they don't care. That person doesn't. Yeah, that's nah. You know yeah. that just remind me of that person doesn't. Exist. They the most that, insecure people. Uh, yeah, they the most wow. insecure people. Yeah. What you say? I went and got surgery, so y'all wouldn't talk about me like you did, Rob. He was that he was, was real. Like that yeah. was real. Like he was in. The, I was right there. He was like, like I don't want you guys to do me like you're doing Rob Kardashian. So I went and got liposuction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. that's that's real. So they care. You know, in that they they really they really give a fuck. So, but. Having said that, they comedians, man. Yeah. So since we talking about let that slide, right? So <laughs> since we talking about mental, mental, mental uh, conversations, right? What about anxiety? I I saw on an uh, interview you said that you it took you ten years to fly. Yeah, I did fly had, for like you had, years, yeah. right, right. You had anxiety problems and yeah, but after nine eleven, uh, nah, we was on this flight one time. First of all, I never like to fly. I'm a country boy. I'm connected to the land. So how you get to Chicago? Well, I flew this time like, after the after the after the yay shit. So after the yay shit happened, my manager was like, "Hey, you about to pass up probably two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year by not going by not flying." Next flight. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. First class. Next flight. Like, like, it's like, like, just to let you know. Back can, to Baton Rouge. Like, I, like, I can, like, I can get you booked here to talk. I can get you booked here to do this. I can get you booked here. It's like now. You're gonna really seriously have to deal with this. But for me, you know, fear and anxiety. Like I started having anxiety attacks. I was like 24, and I didn't know what they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I think I'd be having anxiety attacks too. Like this show gave me anxiety attacks. Oh, for real? Yeah, being in front of the camera and mics and shit. I ain't used to that. <laughs> okay. All right, now we know what the fuck it is. Calm down. We gonna make an aha moment, like Oprah say. Nah, we've been getting on his ass like that, like Oprah. We gotta stop the. I apologize, man. There you go. Bullying the shit out here. Look at that. But like me and my boy, so my my cousin, basketball player, he uh, Glenn Davis. Like he played for the for the Celtics, big baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big baby, Damn, y'all, y'all kind of look alike. That's, 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 that's my cousin. So when he was still in high school, we were driving on the way to uh, me and my boy Ryan. We were driving on the way to um, to watch him play in the state championship game, right? And we smoking and cigarettes. All, weed, nigga. Oh, okay. And, and, and so and so and so you we, said we smoking with the little smile. We smoking. And so you know we smoking, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like. And I'm and he looks at me. I'm like, bro, I feel like I'm about to die. <laughs> and he was and he was like, ah, nigga, you can't. I'm like, nah, bro, seriously. Like, pull the car over. Mm-hmm. Pull the car over. My heart rate spikes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like shaking. I don't know what's happening. I just feel like something bad is about to happen. So we're we're there. We're in Brobridge, Louisiana, very small town. And so I'm telling the people this, and all of a sudden my mind goes blank and I I lose the time. Like I don't know. What happens? The next thing I know, a helicopter is landed, oh. and they put me in the helicopter, and they mm. airlift me to the hospital. Mm. 
because they think something's wrong with me physically. Yeah, that wasn't weed. Right. <laughs> so by the time I get to the hospital, I didn't calm down. Whatever. They looked at me. They like everything's cool. You're good. Go. It started happening all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. It started happening all the time. Really? Yep. It started happening all the time. Like it got to the point to where one time I called the paramedics. Paramedics came out, and it was the same paramedics from the last time. And they looked at me. They were like hey, we got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started going to therapy. That's when I started trying to figure stuff out. And it also was a time in my life where just, it was just so much death. I don't know how we made it through it. George, GT, Delvin, Tepfer. It's like Jason. Just everybody getting killed. It was so many people. It was just nuts. And we was just... Acting like it wasn't a thing, but it was bothering me. Yeah, normalizing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was bothering me. I was like, I'd be sitting down and be like, "Yo, have y'all thought about the fact that like Jason is dead?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, and, and and they'll be like, "I mean, I know that we all just, but like Jason dead, like we ain't, he's dead." Never right. seeing him, yeah, hand him or nothing again. And, and my homies would be like, "I mean, what you want us to say?" I was like, "I don't know, man. Sometimes that shit just be fucking with me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, this yeah. shit just be like it's mentally draining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And people think you weird for feeling that way. Like, like nah, like, like like it happens. You ain't over. used to this shit by now. <laughs> yeah. Spe- yeah. Especially in Chicago but on the level but, of violence we experience. Back to PTSD though. though. You know what I'm saying? Cause we we, there you we go. Used that's the word. to the yeah. environment. Like we see death, like we see death every day, and we be like, well, okay, well, somebody got shot. We walk right past the body, like man, so why right, let's go to this club? Yeah, I mean, niggas just had a funeral in the club, man. Yeah. Know how we rock? He had a funeral in the club. Go up, goo goo Know how we rocking? DC. Our culture vicious. Yeah, and then everybody talked about him in the club, and everybody talked about them so bad. It was all over the media, but the mom and them was like, "This what we want. This how he want to go." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really see the big deals, like. Regular funeral to me. It's like we in New Orleans and Louisiana. We we dance. You know, right. we second line. We second like, line. Yeah. So it's like I get it's a little weird. Like I don't want to look. You know, when my dad passed away, I didn't doing even, it in the church. I never even looked at his body. Right. Same so shit. it's the it's the it's Looking the same at a thing. Dead body in new clothes. No matter how you well, got motorcycles and everything, though, you know. What and mean? they hit them standing up. And they hit them okay, standing yeah. up. <laughs> See, I ain't know nothing about that. So I'm thinking y'all. So I'm thinking y'all saying he like in a coffin. But it, but that man, they passed him up. Oh, he's standing over the crowd. Okay, y'all don't see nothing off of that. But the whole thing was in the club for his. So y'all don't remember like in 1986. In 1986, Fookie Stokes buried his son in a glass Cadillac with 10,000 each hand. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? You remember that? One, Gang, of, the one of the old, old oh, drug, hustle. one of the old hustlers but from Chicago. He wasn't standing up in the club. He was laying down in the and class. And he had something in his hand. What did he have in his hand? Playing the booth. He had something in his hand, though. They put something no, in his hand. Money in his, money in his pocket. Money in his pocket. He had a mirror and stuff like that. He was that. He was the whole nine. They had the whole shit on him. Him being decked out, don't It's the same thing. I'm talking about a real glass casket with Elder Spoke rims on it, 10,000 his hands, ring on every finger. This is 1986. Shit, you sitting in the car like you driving. 1986. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so it's a, it's like it's no there's you could I mean you could get used to it you get used to anything but like mm-hmm. it's not it, it, 
even in even in like Iraq, he like my my cousins come back from Iraq. He's like, yo, bro, he's like, um, you know, give me a chance to get my bearings back. I've been seeing people with their arms and legs blown off and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's not normal. So mm -hmm. it just got to me, and everybody else dealt with it better than me. Right, it, it got exactly. to me. They fucked with me for a long time, and I had to learn ways to kind of deal with it and work through it. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay, you been having any anxiety since you've been here? Not really. None in Inglewood. Uh uh. You like I'm surprised. You'd move here. I love Chicago. Chicago the bond. Diggy finna move here. I, I, so this is why he ain't I, taking this cold. This is why yeah, I, I never do. What if he get him a little place just to go back? I, I will. I, like I said that because I love Chicago. See, I be real with y'all though. Y'all the toughest niggas in the world. Every weather ain't sit on our face, don't we? I don't see how y'all niggas deal with this weather, bro. Oh, bro, nuts. Yeah, like it's insane. You talking about yesterday? I'm talking about whenever it was. Yesterday's light still. Remember, I was in the car. I was cold as hell, bro. We're doing the interview. We're doing the interview last night, and I almost turned violent because they changing camera lenses and shit like that. I'm like, yo, what? Whatever the fuck y'all gotta do, do it. <laughs> we sit next to this river, and we—I'm trying to talk. My 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 fucking feet is cold. Everything is fucked up, and I don't have the right shit for that. Mm -hmm. So if if y'all telling me it's gonna be beautiful like this, love the city, beautiful, gorgeous. But I don't do well with the cold. I came from Louisiana. I moved to California. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You made. Hey, yo, Van. Speaking of violence, mm. I saw a video. I. I ain't saw it in a while. Why was he know corporate he America able to make that light ass video look like violence when it was clear oh, yeah. that it was not even a piece <laughs> that of shit violence? Weak as hell. How did that was like like when did the tape come out after they lied or like how was that able so to rock like that? The tape came out. What he's talking about is the reason why I got fired from TMZ. It's like correct. So once again, story starts. PTSD. This is how the story starts. I'll tell y'all about it. Okay. So the story starts is we doing a story on Hurricane Katrina. I don't want to talk about Hurricane Katrina ever again. Like I start crying right here. I, I don't want to talk it. about the hurricane no more. I feel mm -hmm. you. I don't want to talk about my aunties them dying. I don't want to talk about people losing their homes. I mm -hmm. never want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about George W. Bush. I don't want to talk about none of that shit. None tied to we it. We do it. We do it early in the show. And it comes to me that like, oh, you know, and I tell them, I say, yo. When this gets done on TMZ Live, do not bring me in this conversation. I do not want to talk about George Bush. Mm. I don't want to talk about who's friendly with him, who likes him. I don't give a fuck. Never in a million years. Mm. I see George Bush. Whatever. Yeah. So, so like it's just it's just it's it's a it's a sore spot. Mm. I'm 25 watching people die. They do it anyway. Yeah. Mm. You know, they, they they so the story yeah. comes. So the 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 story comes. Me and Mike we talking about it, and then. I, it's okay. We, we, it's good nature. It's going back and forth. Mike Babcock, the guy that I got into it with, is a good guy. Yeah. He's a he's a conservative. I don't have a problem with divergent thought. That doesn't bother me. Me and him were really great friends before. Then we're great friends work now. Work friends. Uh, uh, work friends. Yeah. But like in the conversation, I started feeling played. Like we talked about before. Like I started feeling played. My emotions was already high. Mm -hmm. Like I started feeling played, and I walked over there to be like, "Yo, like." Do not talk to me like this, especially when we mic'd up on TV, right? And what I did was this. Like, I'm coming over, and so I don't have to yell at him and make a scene in front of the whole office. 
he's doing the show, so he's sitting there. So I put my hands on his shoulders just like that. And I'm just like, yo, hey, like, seriously, I'm telling you right now, don't you ever in your life, ever, ever, ever fucking talk to me like that in front of all of these people. I'm like, Mike, I'm not playing with you right now. I'm serious. Right, and that like, and, and and that's what I'm saying. I'm doing like this. If you watch the video, no, I have to. I saw that. I saw that. That shit didn't look yeah, aggressive like, at all. Yeah. Like you watch the video, probably like I'm I, checking you, but yeah, it don't look yeah, like. I watched the yeah. video. I tapped him. I walk away, and I said, "Yo, I meant what I said." By the way, because Charles is Charles, who's right there. Charles is laughing, right? And so I walk. Uh, he's laughing. So when I walk away, I go, "Yo, I meant what I said, though." I know y'all think, I'm not, it's not Yeah, they can see the seriousness yeah, in your like, face. I meant what I said, yeah. you know what I mean? I go to sit back down. Charles goes, Van, go home. It's the last time I was ever in TMZ. Mm. Yeah. So Damn. I like, like, I leave and I go home. It was all gravy because I was at the end of my contract and I'd already told him I wasn't Right, resigned. I saw that part. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I go home, I go and do Jamel Hill's podcast, like, that day. So I go to do Jamel Hill's podcast that day and do not talk about it. And then later on that night, HR calls. And HR goes, I knew that call was coming. I'm like, yeah, I lost my temper, blah, blah, blah. He blah. grabbed him a little bit, though. Yeah, like, so, 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 Jamel, so, so, like, so they call me and they go, yeah, did you put your hands, like, around his neck? And I was like, uh, <laughs> no. He didn't, though. I, I was, I was like, no. And I was like, oh, this is where we're going. Yeah, y'all blowing this shit out of proportion. I was like, this is where we're going. I said, you know what? Do this. I said, take a poll of everybody in that office and ask them if they think I would lose my temper or flip out and hurt anybody in the office. I said, don't, I said, ask my coworkers. After I got fired, my coworkers threw me a going away party. Yeah. They were like, and Mike came to the party. Mike came yeah. to the party. Mike, Mike came to the so party. He could have been playing both sides. Could have been. But who knows? I take people that they were. Mike, like, like, like Mike came to the party. But once again, God, man, because so what matters? God, and the reason why I say that is because, like, that happens, and that's the best press release for the fact that I left TMZ that you could get. That went to page. That went on page six. Mm -hmm. Everybody reached out. Everybody reached out. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, Van, come over here. Van, come over there. See if I would have just left and did an Instagram, um, and did an Instagram post like today was my last day at TMZ. Right. Whatever. I still had a lot of things that I was going to do, but when that happened, everybody's reaching out, and then TMZ had to come back and make me look. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't have very much animus for anyone at TMZ just because I worked there for a long time and I made a lot of good friends there. They do what they do. We know what they do, and that's how we should categorize them. The only thing I do have a bone to pick, and it will be a bone forever, um, well, one, I have a bone to pick that Harvey didn't call after my father passed away, but, but um, that's the way it goes. But uh, the other thing is they know who I am. Mm -hmm. They know me. Right. And they still try to play me the Tuesday after because they were embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Because when they came out and they put that out, they were embarrassed. And everyone looked at them. And then somebody in the page six article from the office was like, y'all know that that's not Van. Van would never do that. Mm -hmm. So they were embarrassed. And then they tried to play me and make me look like I was some kind of violent. They did. Over. But it was clear, though. Like, literally yeah, did was. nothing. Mm -hmm. By the way, I sent crazy. that video to Jason Lee. Oh. So that's how the video got out. Oh, <laughs> right. So how do you... <laughs> yeah. And you think race played any part in that? Mm. Um, 
not directly. Mm. What you mean? So I don't I think this is how race played a part in it. I don't think they understood how much the culture rallies around you like when you get into a situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So race played a part in it because like literally no one sided with them when it came out. And because they weren't ready to take that type of heat, they didn't mischaracterize me. They did not do that specifically because I was black. And the reason why I know that is because my t- at my time at TMZ, the one thing I will say is I was given an abundance of opportunity. I was promoted every... Don't get me wrong. TMZ is an is a racially insensitive and incendiary organization. Mm-hmm. Wow, they clowning white people too. Like, but they are racially insensitive and incendiary organization. And when I say that, I mean incendiary organization. So, meaning, you don't have to. So, for black people, you don't have to hate us to be our ops. You just have to not love us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So, like, so like, if 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 we all sitting around and we're talking about something. And I say, hey, that's going to hurt the community. And you go, fuck it, we could do it anyway. Well, it doesn't matter whether or not you want to see us fail or not. You're doing something that's hurting us. You don't care to protect us. You, you're out. Yeah. So do you think if you put your hand on a, on a black guy like that, you ain't, you're not fired? I probably still would have been fired. And the reason, and, and the reason why I Are say... You, you say you, you, you would have. And the only, reason why I say, the only reason why I say that, the only reason why I say that is because if I'd have been re-signing with TMZ... There's absolutely no way they would have let me go. If I'd have, because at this point, so they were, we were having, after the yay shit, everything blows up and my career starts going crazy. Me and Harvey are going to meet with Warner. Me and Harvey are going to meet with Fox. And I'm, I'm, me and Harvey are going to do it because they want to give me my own TV show, like mm-hmm. the Pop House, my own show that I'm doing. That they, want to, they want to give me my own TV show. We want to figure this out. And at one point, I actually looked at him and I was like, I'm not resigning. Like, y'all could pay me a million dollars a year. Like, I'm not coming back. It's, it's been a good ride. Like, it's, like, enough. Right. It's like, yeah, it's too long. The Trump shit was too much. Right. Yeah. And, like, and I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I was, like, all, all, all love, I'm going to do better things. So if they would have thought that they would have had me for X amount of more time. They would it would have been. been so how is it coming, coming from um, working with other people on TMZ to doing your own thing uh, with your podcast. Oh, um, it's, it's, it's good to be able to go deeper into things. Because remember, when you're on TMZ, it's like, hey, uh, we got fucking Sandra Bullock out. What do you think? Hey, I think this. Ha ha. Boom, 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 boom. Button, we out. So now, having the opportunity to get more in-depth in things and talk about them with a little bit more nuance is refreshing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And that's more important, too. Of course. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, T.I., how you feeling about T.I. right now, man? Being a being a comedian, I had actually hit tip up a little while ago. It's like you know, I told him I write jokes and I write him some jokes and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think he needs some. Uh, we need some jokes. Um, look, look. Let's tell you about this. Uh, you need some shorter words. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I think I think it's hard to transition to something else when people know you as one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like, think about it. Think about how we treat. Because T.I. is a rapper trying to be a comedian. Think about how we treat all these ball players that be trying to rap. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Nigga, 
True. If you don't lay the ball up, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Why do we do that though? I, because because it it you know why? Because if I'm thinking, because I've never really considered this before, I think that we get comfortable with people in how we know them and how we love them and how we met them. We comfortable with T.I. as a rapper and that, like, T.I. being a rapper or somebody being a ball player, that comforts us. And comedian probably was his first love. Who who knows how long he really wanted to Mm -hmm. do that. Now, him being a comedian, we thinking to ourselves, we like, I don't know, nigga. You gotta over convince me with your fucking joke. Yeah, we probably think you gotta over convince me. I don't know, but I think is you know we around the same age. I think is is cool to watch somebody as long as he's gonna be dedicated to his craft. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'll be 42 next week. That's not too young to pick up something new to do. No, it ain't. And he definitely got a lot of nuts, just yeah. like um, Will Smith and Chris Rock got. Yeah, to get out there. I watched other night he got booed. And he's kept going with his yeah, joke. I saw him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that's brave. You know what The I'm only saying? thing I didn't like was, and they squashed it, so you know, I didn't like I didn't like what happened with the with the with the young lady from Atlanta. And uh, did y'all see that? When he oh, got up yeah, on the stage yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only reason why I didn't like that is if you're gonna be a comedian, be a comedian. Yeah. Right. You gotta take that like, shit. Like take take the joke. The, yeah. taking the jokes is a part of it. So if you're gonna be a comedian, be a comedian. Don't don't be there and then be sensitive when something you know they're gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. Ti and his wife has been cleared for everything. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of mess. I don't even want to fucking get into it. I'm sick of all that type of shit. Yeah. But 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 uh, if you don't go up there and try to flex on her, right. yeah. So that, that that was the only thing. But they squashed it. You know they worked it out like like black people should. Yeah, they most definitely did. Um, Katanji Jackson, how you feel about that first black woman to be a Shout Supreme Court judge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Katanji. How do you feel about that? I think it's amazing. I think it's it's uh it's it's transcendent. It's a um it's a really important moment, not just for black people, but it's an important moment in the history of America. America has a big a big task. Mm-hmm. And the task is to be who you say you are. Yeah. The ideals of America aren't things that we made up, it's things that they made up. Yeah. And so the re- and they they made up and then at the same time they have just never even attempted to be who they say they are. So <laughs> so never that's a fact. And so <laughs> and so the reality is we got to keep pushing and we got to keep taking situations like Katanji Jackson um, as progress that maybe the landscape of America can change. However, to this, President Biden appointed a black woman to the Supreme Court. That's fantastic. Let's talk about the dynamics of this. The Let's Supreme, talk about it. Supreme Court is 6-3. Yep. Okay? The Supreme Court is 6-3 right now in a mm. conservative majority. That means anything that comes to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. that involves something that's not a conservative talking point, it's going to be hard to get it passed, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Katanji Brown Jackson's appointment to the Supreme Court while being, on the one hand... It don't mean shit. Not as much as we think it might. Yeah. However, it, it means a hell of a lot. <laughs> But at the same time, from an actual mechanical sense, it doesn't mean as much because things that we might need the Supreme Court to do, and I'm not saying that black people speak as a monolith, but things that we might need them to do, voting rights, things like that, if, we, if, you, if we're suing for that, Supreme Court doesn't really do that, that's legislation, but any kind of case that will come before them, she's not gonna be able to make much of a difference in that because the numbers are bad. Mm-hmm. 
this that doesn't have anything to do with her. She's qualified. She deserves to be on the Supreme Court, and she'll inspire a generation of young black people to to endeavor to be on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. What I'm more concerned about is Democrats being able to wave that flag come November or a couple of Novembers and say, "Hey, we gave you a black lady on the Supreme Court, so come out and give your vote." Mm-hmm. I'm not about to I'm not about to spend my time bashing the left because it's not productive. But what I will say is that as black people, we have very specific needs right now. And our politicians that we've put in, our, whoever, I don't know who voted for who, whatever. The politicians- We that, on your side. The, uh, the, the, black people that, the black people that voted for these politicians, we voted, we voted them in with a very clear set of circumstances, a very clear set of priorities. We want our voting rights protected. We need economic development and growth in our communities. Niggas mm. voting off ethnicity, though. They ain't voting off all that yeah. shit. But, when I, but what, I'm, what I'm telling you is that, and then on, on top of that, we need some type of system to control killer cops, the George Floyd Violence and Police and that. So what we need people to do on our behalf is go do the shit we elected you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And having a black lady on the Supreme Court is fantastic, mm-hmm. but... Voting rights so we can vote, all right, so that we're not disenfranchised. Um, uh, police reform, I'd say dismantle them, but police reform um, and economic development in our in, in our in our communities on a federal level. I want to see the United States of America look at black people and say, "Hey, we realize that you are a valuable part of the culture of this country." And because we realize that, we're going to invest into you. Right. And they've done that. And people think people think that America hasn't done that. Bullshit. They've done it for almost everybody else. But us. Gave away millions and millions of acres of mm-hmm. land to white yep. peasants coming across here and, and to so they so that they could then uh develop parts of America, the Homestead Act, right? Gave millions and millions of land away. And when they gave that land away, they didn't just give the land to the people. They gave them what was under the land. Mm-hmm. So if you so if you were in Oregon or San Francisco or somewhere like that and you homesteaded and you struck oil, now everybody's rich for fucking ever. We mm-hmm. built the country we have never ever been invested into. Mm-hmm. All of this shit that you got, you did it on your own. Nobody helped you. Mm-hmm. And so what, and, and, and so what I'm and so what I'm saying is now there's we're at a, a a crucial point in American history where we need to be honest about what we need and are owed from the country. Yeah. And stop talking around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need politicians that are that right, that's why they say elections got consequences. They like, do. They, they but do. they also should have benefits. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you shouldn't keep bi- voting for a bunch of motherfuckers who ain't doing who shit. Who ain't doing country. nothing. Right. You go to a restaurant right now, let's say we all go to Harold's Chicken right now and the lady comes over, she takes our order. She's very nice. Mm-hmm. She's super nice in the way that she talks to us. She's super nice. But she never brings our food. We go back. Four years later, we sit down. We still hungry. We talk to her again. She's great. She's nice. She tells us all of this stuff. She tells us why she can't bring the food out. She's how, still, how, how long are you going to go hungry right. until you either build your own establishment or go somewhere else? A lot of people don't talk about shit but voting, man. It's over with. Well, we have to vote. But more, 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 so, more so in local elections. Because you can, could, like, like, what I'm going to do eventually, and I know... What I'm gonna do eventually is, uh, you know, I'm gonna move back to Baton Rouge, right? right. After I didn't 
live the LA life to the fullest. Right. Okay. Chicago for a little bit. Chicago too. for a little bit the summer. <laughs> you know, in the summer. I, I'm gonna move back to I'm gonna move that to Baton Rouge. And the reason why I'm gonna move back to Baton Rouge is because Baton Rouge is a community that I can actually influence. It's 55% black. It sounds like you're running for something, man. You're gonna run for some uh, uh, office or something? Nah, man. I watch too much porn for that. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> but you can't put that on them computers. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna look at his computers like, oh, big butt bonanza. Nah, you can be the president. <laughs> and so, um, and so it's like <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You can't. He watch porn too. That's why he, <laughs> yeah, he, know, I, he know the vibes. He yeah. know the vibes. He definitely know it. He know the vibes. He be driving watching porn. <laughs> he different. Talking about the hit song, going to test it up. Oh, man. <laughs> but so, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. So I don't mean to draw on about it, but, you know, we just got to make sure that, I, like, I go back to Baton Rouge because locally in Baton Rouge, there could be a black mayor. Shout out to Mayor Sharon Weston Broom in Baton Rouge right now. Shout out to my man Ted James in Baton Rouge. Shout out to Gary Chambers running for Senate down in Louisiana. What we can do is in these places um, where we have actual control and here in parts of Chicago where like the city is really predominantly black. I would imagine that you guys have some black city councils. This shit corrupt. What you mean? It's corrupt here. Everybody know Illinois the corrupt. This shit corrupt. State Chicago the corruptest city. And you get them any type of money, it ain't going to the community. Al Capone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's corrupt here, man. You Google it, you'll find out. It's so it's been illegal. Politicians. To be corrupt. All our yeah. politicians go to the federal penitentiary. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I really different. don't know about this. Like, so yeah. what? So what, yeah. how is it? Like, why is it so corrupt? Like, why is it so corrupt? There's a lot of backdoor shit. Yeah. And a lot of, of backdoor shit. I'm talking That's police it. sergeants and shit, running shit, making motherfuckers do 30 years for murder, right. just forcing them, and then he they um, convict him for doing all that shit after he died. Like, And then yeah. Bogorovich was caught on a wiretap trying to sell Obama's seat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's corrupted. The mob run here, I think. I don't know. Yeah. So the ladies, all that's coming. Do y'all, do y'all, are there, um, are there like younger politicians that might not be like around Jamal Green? Yeah, them, Jamal they don't Green. count. Yeah. They don't. They can't get in the organization. They work on the outside, yeah. like actually with us. Yeah. Right. So they got a voice, but they don't have the funds to fuck. Right. They got grassroots politics. <laughs> right. They don't, have the, they don't have the money like the, the politicians. They don't give a fuck. What are the blackest parts of Chicago? Inglewood. Inglewood, where I was, right there. Stand up. Roseland. <laughs> Shit, damn near the whole. Hat Park, Bronzeville. It's like, it's a part of Chicago that's really only Chicago, and it's just all Chicago. Yeah. It is. Chicago is a segregated city. Yeah. So you, of course. you really going to see Riverdale. a white neighbor. That's you know what, what I'm saying. saying. You, you, you better start go now see. to change up, but everything is black in Chicago that we know of. The Chicago. Yeah. So let me tell you something. So basically, y'all, if I started asking questions around this room, I bet you if I start asking, where everybody from? Y'all from Chicago, but I bet y'all say, "Hey, my people came up here from Mississippi. They came up here from oh, Alabama. Definitely. Yes, they definitely yeah. migrated. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You know I mean, because of the Great Migration and stuff. What if I told y'all that there needs to be another Great Migration, but of Black people back to the South? It do though. Oh, I yeah, swear. Do. That's where the money at. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's still a lot of land. Like that right now, yep. There's still a lot of land, and there's places, there's pockets where there's a lot of us, and I swear to God, man, I thought that all of the social action and by the, Isaac and Mike and all the guys in Atlanta, they try to make you guys, Atlanta, they, they say that Atlanta's like the black Wakanda or whatever like mm -hmm. that. So the niggas be getting on my nerves with that Atlanta shit, but okay. it's, okay. it's like, but they got some points. And some of the points are, there are spots in the United States where 
we could go mm-hmm. and actually establish financial and political bases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually do that. And But the thing is, we got to get on code. And when you talk about corruption in the city, that's true too. But then there's also cultural corruption, right? Because mm-hmm. if like, and that, that spans everywhere. Because if somebody right now come over here and they start talking fast, um, and this is kind of what people talk about when they talk about the money that Black Lives Matter got. Now, I'm not here to talk about those people because, yeah, like, well, like, yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. right, right, I'm not here to talk about those people. But some of them I know to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know that they're honest, right? right? I There are some, I don't know what's going on with any of that stuff, but. With what, that mansion? All that shit. But I'm telling you, people like Alicia Garza, like, who's one of the founders of, I know that she's honest. I know her to be honest, right? Like, so, but what I'm saying is that, like. She affiliated with. Well, she left them in 2017. Okay. But, like, but but what I'm saying is, like, we're always on guard for who going to rip us yeah. off. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. So, and, and so it's, like, yeah. we we look at the situation. So when we do this, that's why everybody got to pull their own weight, right? When we when we decide how we're going to get rich in America and get free in America, we just have to have cultural trust and not fuck over each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fat Crazy Tide. Yeah, the book. How did you come up with that? Because, okay, so this is what happened. So I used to be much fatter. Then I got. Man, you ain't even fat. Huh? You ain't see all them comments when you said you was fat? Yeah, but look. You being funny? But look, I I lost hella weight and I kept the weight off. And then the pandemic, like really after my dad passed, I like, I gained some weight. But the book is about how they want to keep black people. Mm -hmm. America wants to keep black people fat, crazy, and tired, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, we we are places of food deserts, you know what I'm saying? Like food deserts, that means we gotta eat the food that's readily available to us, and it's not always. That's why I love these brothers opening up juice bars in the hood. I love these. I love talking about. Even though I'm not like a sea moss nigga, I don't know what that shit does. <laughs> but but I love the sea moss people. Just give us some ways to nourish our bodies. Yeah. The crazy part comes from what we talked about. Like there's no possible way that we are gonna go through some of the things that we go through, and not have some mental issues we need to work out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just it's facts. Mm-hmm. My uncle, my uncle Mark, rest in peace. He um he went to jail, and he went to like was gone for a long time. My whole young life, he came home, and I remember talking to him. Me and him played basketball. He's an amazing basketball player, six six, beautiful man, right? But like, I remember talking to him, and he just had lost all ability to. He was too institutionalized to like, like he needed somebody to tell him everything mm-hmm. he needed my dad to like just completely help him I, like he and that in and of itself think about how many of our brothers come home and when they come home exactly there's a special type of mindset that they have because you gotta adjust they gotta adjust for a while for a while i didn't even know the streets of chicago for a while because i was so in and out of mm-hmm. this people like damn you don't know how to get downtown i'm like yeah let me put my gps on you see what i'm saying like it's a learning curve you know what i'm saying out this world and you, and, and you don't want to expose that because you don't want to feel judged you know right. what i'm saying like right and now you know and know what they should do this is what they should do when they when somebody comes home from jail and this is one part of the mental thing because that's hard on everybody mentally right mm-hmm. when someone comes home from jail you know what america should do america should say all right you made a mistake but now you're home yep. this is what we're gonna do mm-hmm. 
Make sure that you got the clothes you need to go on a job interview. We're going to make sure people know. We're going to make sure that if you want the opportunity to be a productive member of society and be somebody like that, that you have that chance. They mm-hmm. do the actual inverse. Mm-hmm. They make it harder for you to do everything. Exactly. Like they, they and so exactly. and so and so like they do the actual inverse. And so for me, looking at all of these things, I'm like. And then the tire part comes from dealing with all of this shit is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm sitting in a, um, in Roscoe's with one of my homies. I think I told you the story. I'm not going to call his name because he ain't with us no more. And we're sitting in the Roscoe's. We're eating. And he goes, yo, Van, if it goes down in here, how are we going to get out of here? Oh, yeah. You told me that. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, if something happens in this bitch, like, how are we going to get out of here? Like, he's like, I'll tell you straight up. I got it on me right now. I'm going to hit this window. Boom. Get out the window. I'm like, that's exhausting. That's yeah, always on. It's like it's right. It's like mentally you always on. But that's the thing about a lot of Chicagoans when when we migrate, like you said, go down south, go to another city like Houston, Atlanta, we get to turn off. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in Chicago, if you don't have these motherfucking wheels turning all the time, you feel like you know what I'm saying? Like you you in some type of. Um, don't get caught lacking. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's yeah. our favorite thing. I right invented that. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we did, yeah. man. Shout out. But, well, rest in peace, little Mister. He he invented that. Yeah. 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 But, but, but safety is more important than anything, regardless of where you at, because people was crazy. You got to be able to yeah. watch your surroundings. I mean, in a black man world, I say that because yeah. white folks they ain't living like that. Even if you ain't been through shit, white yeah. people they they pay attention now. They ain't going to see what what that noise come from. They running just like black people. No, nah, they going to see that noise. They going to <laughs> they like, going they, to see that noise. They, they're going right. to see it, but well, going. like um, they're going to see it, but it's still different. Is 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 they they going to see? And that's what the book is really about. The book is about safety. Right. Fat, crazy, and tired are all unsafe ways to be, mm-hmm. right? And it's about being safe in your mind. Like, to me, most gangster rap songs are actually about safety. Mm-hmm. That's what they're about. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you about something that me and you, you said something to me when um, when I left. Uh, I said something to you, and then you said something back to me, and it stuck in my mind. But, uh, so, like, I was listening to the 50s first, you know, the classic 50s shit. Yeah, though. Richard Dottrine. So I'm listening to him, right? And, he's, and he says, uh, they say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Now that's a semi-auto mm-hmm. and a vessel. Yeah, yeah. All right. So think about what they're saying. Think about. I thought about this a couple of days ago. While like last week, I was on the plane listening to the song. Think about that. Think about the psychology of that line. So they think they say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Who got the S on their chest? Superman. What is Superman? White man. White man, but he is the safest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, nothing like nothing. Nothing can hurt. Nothing can hurt Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. Superman can breathe underwater. Superman can breathe in space. He can fly. He can fly. Mm-hmm. He can take bullets. Superman doesn't get sick. Nothing. So, so what? What Fifty Cent says in the first line of that song is, "They say I walk around like I'm safe." Mm-hmm. But then he says, "That's not what makes me safe. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not Superman. What makes me safe is a semi-auto and a vest and a vest on my chest." Vest. And then he says, "I try not to say nothing. The DA will want to say in court." So. Now, so he's talking about how unsafe he feels. Yep. He's talking about the fact that I'm I gotta be safe from bodily harm by having a vest on my chest and a gun. I gotta be safe from the police by not saying nothing on this record that could get me locked up. Yep. He's telling you right now that what he really wants to be is that idea of Superman, and the way he'll get that is by letting you know he'll hurt you. Mm-hmm. you we go you walk into a place, you 30 deep. You letting people know if you fuck with us, we'll hurt you. Fuck mm-hmm. you up. Fuck you up, right? We'll like right. we'll hurt yeah. you. When I left, when I left here the other day, 
I said, stay safe. What'd you say? Stay dangerous. Because there's more da- there's more safety and danger for a black man than there Most is definitely. actual safety. If, if for a black man, an undangerous black man, America has absolutely no use for. Yeah. They don't like it. You you they want you to be dangerous, and we want to be dangerous because we want people to know that there is a cost for fucking with us. And so when I like when I'm writing the book, I'm exploring that. I'm exploring what it means for me to learn stuff from my mom, what it means for me to learn stuff from my dad, right? Like my pops, I was like, I'm with my dad, I'll tell you a story out the book. Why am I, um, my dad and all my uncles. My dad goes, hey, you got some pussy yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 15, right? And he go, and I'm, the answer was no. And he goes, you got, he, go, he, go, he goes, no, that's how you said it. Like, nah. I didn't say no. I, like, I didn't say nothing. Because uh. it's, it's me and all of these men who are like gods to me, right? Mm-hmm. These are, like, we hunt, we fish, we shoot. I got, for my seventh birthday, I got a breakdown 410. Like What's my, that? A rifle? Nah, it's a, like a like a shotgun. Oh, okay. But it's like one shot. So it's like a 410, boom, duck put it hunting. in there, bang, duck hunting, right? Yeah. So everybody else, I, I was, I would be in the backyard, eight, boom, boom, boom. By the time I was 13, I was a crack with everything, proficient with every single weapon, right? But, and so these guys, they were the best shooters, the best riders, the best hunters. So I looked up to them like that. So I'm looking at them, and they're like, "Yeah, you're a Lathan." So you know, Man. that's not what we don't we don't make we don't make it to 16 without getting no pussy. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speed it. You need to speed this shit up. You need to speed this shit up. You okay, son? Yeah, like yeah, like uh, we don't make <laughs> okay, it. Son. Like we don't you make it. With the other side? Like he's like, oh, never that. <laughs> oh, like he was like, you 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 um, you need to get some pussy. So you know what happened? Whereas most kids would have just laughed that off, I obsessed about it. Right. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Now you got that shit. Right. That's your badge of honor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, most kids would have laughed that off. I obsessed about it. So now, because my dad told me that my manhood was wrapped up in having sex with a girl, I looked at every girl not as a person, as but as object. my access to my manhood. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm looking at a girl now, and I'm talking to her, and I'm thinking, yo. <laughs> I need to fuck with you. I need to fuck you because I'm not a man if I don't. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so help me man up. Help me, help me, help me man up. Like, like it's like, yo, I'm not ready. Yo, girl, you don't see what I'm going through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, look, I gotta get in the club with a minimum. <laughs> and what'll happen is I think that that's more prevalent than we think. After a while, we objectify women and use them as a means to achieve what we think we need to be. Hmm. And we thinkify them. And by the time we realize that's too late, mm-hmm. we, that's, that's fucked up. We're 30, 35 years old. We didn't come away from it now, whatever, whatever. So I look at my father, and he wasn't trying to hurt me. He was actually trying to have that conversation from the other side. He was trying to open up a, di- a, a dialogue between me and him about sex. Mm-hmm. Trying to open up a dialogue. The birds and the bees. I still ain't understood. He, that he was story. trying. He what he was trying to say was, I know you want to fuck. I know you want to do that, and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. I'm like, I know, because you get to a point to where you know you want to be around these little girls or whatever, and then you get to a point to where it's like, nah, I don't want to just hang out with you anymore. Nail something. I want a rub on that one. And so he was trying to let me know that that was okay, but in, in doing it in the way he did it, he actually made me like hit the gas pedal. Mm. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Took off. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm, call, I'm I'm freaking out about it. I'm like, yo, bro, man, hey, bro. 
man, where the hoes at, bro? Like, seriously, like, I got to get right. this off. Like, my, I don't want my, <laughs> my dad to look at me like this. And so the book is really about ways that, like, things that I learned about myself through exploring mm -hmm. the situations that had to do with me, like dealing with my weight, dealing with my family, dealing with losing my father. Because my, well, my dad died while I was writing the book. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like my birthday is coming up next week, and people are asking me what my what I want for my birthday. I'm like, you know what I really want? What I really want is for that nigga to call me. Yeah. yeah. That's what I really want. Let me say it again. What you say? You want? <laughs> my, my, my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That phone call. Yeah, so what I really want, and so what I tell people is like, there's no birthday this year. Mm -hmm. We're going to skip a year. I just don't want to, I don't want to do. That's deep. Okay. Right, so how many years have you been gone? First year, it'll be a year. Oh, in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can we talk about getting fat? I don't want to talk about that, man. That's deep. Yeah, you want to talk, talk about getting fat? Oh, can we talk about getting fat, though? It's a point sure. for talking about getting fat, okay. right? Can we, because you said something, can we make it valid or would it be an excuse if we said that um, America kind of can um, force in a, a food addiction on you? Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, of course. So, like, yeah, so you're right. So learning how to eat is you don't you don't you don't learn how to eat, you unlearn how to eat. Right, because you're programmed already hey, to eat. Culture is part of a like so I'm from Louisiana. It's like so I'm we like to eat. So there's a point in my life where I have to care about my body when I started playing ball and stuff like that. So I have to unlearn that, right? And I, then you have to seek that out. What we need to understand better is uh, what we need to understand better is like what we're eating for and like what like what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? So for me, food is comfort, and food is comfort because I was taught that. Like food is food is comfort because when somebody dies, they give you some food, right? Mm -hmm. When we all sitting around playing Madden, whatever, what we do, we have a crawfish boil, we do it all this. It's all sitting around feasting because that is part of our lineage. Back in the day. All we had was the scraps that was left over, and we had to make them taste good, sit around, and enjoy one another. Uh, and we don't eat intentionally a lot of times. But we all eat like that. So how do we label and separate the addict? Like the, the like we talk about like drug addiction, mm -hmm. sex addiction, mm -hmm. sugar addiction. addiction. Yeah. We don't talk about like that food, food addictions exist. Oh, it definitely. And this does. culture is well, heavy, and we don't talk about it. Like. It, it 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 definitely does. And the way you the way you talk about it is number one. Identify it. Like I, I realized when I was a food addict. Like like I I cried because Benigans was closed. See what I'm saying? You know what That's saying? a true story. Like you, I told you, you heard that mm -hmm. one? No, yeah. I'm actually oh, like, bro, like my nigga. So because... my nigga, my nigga, I broke down. Bro. Like, bro. Sorry, bro. Bro, bro, bro. Like, look, bro, look. I was working at Best Buy, right? I told, I told this story on last shit, but, but I, like, I was working on, I was working at Best Buy. Well, yeah, appreciate you. Dang. So I was working at Best Buy, and I'm like, when I would leave the Best Buy, I would go to Bennigan's, and I would, uh, I would get like the big ass Bennigan's chicken tenders. <laughs> They cried. <laughs> I'm telling you. So listen, listen, listen. I would get the big ass bangers, chicken tenders. I would get the uh, the mashed potatoes, and then I would get the fries. And I had this trick that I would do, to where I would call and act like I was calling somebody and act like they wanted something to eat. And then I would order it so the people at Bennigan's wouldn't think that I was ordering all that food for myself. While you were working. No, well, while I was know. at the Bennigan's. So I would oh. leave Best Buy and go oh. to the Bennigan's. Gotcha. And then I would get all of this shit that I'd be like, hey, hey, girl, what's up? They got some brownies over here. You want an extra large brownie Sunday? No. Damn. And Damn. then they'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, give me a brownie Sunday. And the woman at Bennigan's knew it was July. She's like, mm hmm, nigga. 
Um, so what happened was one day I had my my heart set on it. This was a time in my life where I tell you I'm losing all of my homies, and the only thing that made me happy was food. Mm-hmm. That's the addiction. Mm-hmm. The only thing that made me happy was food. And it's the same way, bro. Same way. It's the same way when you wake up in the morning and you think about how you're going to get high that day. Mm-hmm. When you wake up in the morning and you think about how you're going to bust a nut that day. When you wake up in the morning and you think about how you're going to gamble. gamble that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And while I would wake up in the morning, every morning, not just food be a part of my day, it was my day and everything was, was, was really? around that. Yeah, man. So I go there. I for, I'm forgetting that it's Christmas Eve. Finnegan's is closed. So, 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 like, so I get I get off work and there's one car in the parking lot. When I'm off work, I can see it. I'm like, oh shit, maybe somebody in there. Maybe they still got some chicken tenders in this bitch. I'll go over there and I'm knocking on the door and I look and I sit in the car and I just it wasn't because of the vinegar. It was just like a combination of everything. I just lost it. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing to myself? I was 375 pounds. If I close my eyes, they I needed it. I needed it. It's tough that that's real. That shit true. So this probably probably like seven, eight years ago, I was dating this girl and I broke up with her. I cheated on that shit. And she literally went broke into up. you cheated she on broke her and you. then broke up. This with nigga her? A savage. I right. think I caught that. You cheated and then broke up with her. Okay. I just realized I ain't want to be with her. Like you know, when you come back and you be like, yeah, I'm sorry. Woo woo. Then it was like, Whatever. you know what? I don't want Fuck this. It. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she man, literally savage tried to eat herself to death. Huh? You know, normally people get small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she after a breakup. Like, yeah. I ain't see her probably for like seven, eight, nine months. She went from like 130 to like 190. Because of you? Yeah. And she literally told me, she like, since you did me that way, I she like, I can't stop eating. That's the only thing that make her happy. So she ain't want to be attractive food. to nobody no more then? No. She just went into a depression and it made her eat. Mm. And it, it made, got that's what happened in the pandemic. We just, that's what happened in the pandemic. We just was eating. Yeah, shit to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we like we just I, hanging around. We just eating. No, I gained like forty pounds through that. Yeah, so I, I still working like, it off though. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you know, um, like for me, I wake <laughs> up this morning. I like <laughs> like it's a part of my day now. Now I'm a, a part of my day is like trying to honor my body. So I wake up in the morning. I'm fucking jogging around the lake. The lake was fucking lit this morning, brother. Everybody was out at the lake. I'm jogging around the lake. Uh, on vacation, you working out on vacation? Yeah, you jogging around our lake. Too. No, that's yeah, right. man. Fat crazy You got a call with us, man. That's like your shit. routine. That's what Dedication, you do. It don't matter yeah. where you is. You bump something on the lake? That's the routine. Yeah, bro. So I got this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit. Nah. Bump something out. Nah, man. Well, you focus. Tunnel vision? Yeah, focus. Tunnel vision plus. Man, you got to get you some Chicago butt. Nah, bro, because I'm, I'm my girl, bro. Don't, <laughs> don't do like, that. Oh, no, I will. Not. <laughs> That's you. I, I got to say it again. Walk inside a homicide room, but you can be. If you tell them you did, ain't no summertime shop for you anymore. All you got to do is say, I love my girl, Dave. I don't cheat. And I'm, hey, I ain't got nothing else to say about it. You had to come back from the brink. Uh, been hey, a bad couple yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting the back, but we good. I love hey, you can tell when I'm uncomfortable questions because you get the move in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, did you read your TMZ contract? No. No, I asked that because you got, like, Liddy Gang after they fired you. You was on, like, four, five different platforms. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just, I'm just logical like that. I'm like, he must not read his. I knew it's a great question. Did. 
It's a great question now. So you don't know none of the clauses or nothing that was in I know it now. Mm-hmm. But during the time, it was in a situation, this is what happens. I, I was basically like a rapper. Like, during the time, it was like, yo, hey, we got this fantastic situation. We're going to put you on TV every day. We're going to raise your pay by this. And I was like, oh, fucking right. So I read it as much as I could. But what I didn't do at that point was, but I didn't understand it. So reading the contract is not you reading yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't read you your shit. Comprehend the situation. Yeah, reading a little, reading your contract is having somebody else read it who understands it. Now it doesn't matter what we're doing. Like I sent it to Daryl. Daryl redlines it. I've never, I've never once sent a contract to my lawyer that he liked. Never, mm. Mm. never. Mm. Every contract has had to have some work done on it. Mm. <laughs> and so like I've never, I've never. Oh, we're good to go. No. Always, <laughs> like, no, like no, always, they redlined it, right? And so I realized that to your point, when uh, they wanted Hooters wanted me to come judge a bikini contest, I'm like, this is great. You know what I'm saying? Still <laughs> 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 thinking like when you were 15. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is great. And so uh, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna leave and go judge bikini contest and they were like you can't do that i was like what i was like they want you to do it because you're from tmz i was like yeah no mm-hmm. i was like what the fuck you mean no <laughs> uh no and i had somebody say and i say this every time i had a lawyer say to me the coldest line that every creative should ever hear i had someone say we own your talent and they not flexing when you sign. Nah, they that means what you do. Flex everything. Like it's ours. We mm-hmm. like EHM. We own your talent. So we restrict you from working elsewhere. We can tell you you can't do this. We can tell you anytime you gonna go be funny. Anytime you gonna go right. Anything you gonna do. We own your that's talent. The TMZ contract. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Tough. That's that's professional too. Remember Jason Williams riding the motorcycle when he went with the Bulls, got right. drafted, mm-hmm. broke his leg, injured himself, yeah, some ended his whole contract. Yeah, yeah, right. One supposed to ride motorcycles yeah. and he didn't know it. Right. So the so the reality is when I and that was another reason why I was kind of getting ready to leave. Right. So for me, it's like okay, well, I want to be able to, and this is my deal with everybody now. I want to be able to work for you, right? But I also want to be able to put my book out. Yeah. I also want to be able to put my movie out, mm-hmm. and I also I want to be able to do all of this stuff. You and you ain't got nothing to do with that because. <laughs> I'm only giving a part of my talent you to you, mm-hmm. and the rest of my talent, you know who should own it? Me, Me. nigga. Right. So, and, and everybody should do that. And that, is, that, that actually helped me understand what my only goal in life is. My only goal in life is to be in a position where I can go as far as my talent will take me. Mm-hmm. And you think that that's a thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Because it's people that's in bad contracts. It's people that's not in the right situation. Stunt your growth. Right, that, that'll stunt your growth. So I just want to, I don't, I might not be good enough to be whoever. I just want to be as good as I, as my talent allows me to be. And in order to do that, I got to be free. More than what TMZ. Like. Right, that means you ain't got the machine behind you. Right, right. I got to, like, I got to. You got to do it on gotta your own. Right. You got to be free to do that. Right. Damn. And so, you know, as much shit as, as yay. As much shit as Ye been on, and you know Ye be going through it. The one thing that he done he, mastered that shit. The one thing that he does that he has always talked about, and it was hard to explain to people. It was hard to under for people to understand in 2010, 2011, when a cultural god like that is telling you what he can't do. Mm-hmm. You like 
what the fuck you mean what you can't do? You can do whatever you want to do. He's like, no. I'm trying to do this. They won't let me. Who? They. Who is they? And he started naming names. He started talking about the the people in fashion that wouldn't let him do. Yeah, that that wouldn't let him do. And and we we fought him on it. And I'm not here to defend a lot of this shit they hunt. Man, he was right. Fuck that. But 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 like we we fought him on it. But the reality is, we even know what he was talking about. Like, like we didn't even, we had no clue what he was talking we about. We ain't never been in that room. Never been in that position. Never been in a position to be, because we, because by the time you make it to where he goes, we, you a superhero to us, you could do whatever you want to do. But he was saying, nah. They not a, letting me in. It ain't the money. They not letting me in. It ain't the money. They, they, they not letting me in. They don't want they me don't here. They don't want me here. Right. And, and so after he did that, now... You know, nigga might be too free. He broke his own <laughs> barriers, though. He started right. his own right. shit. Oh a lot of us don't do that, though. We right. bag for them. And he right. literally went and... It was good they did him like Bet that. But on the self, yeah. yeah the yeah. best place. Speaking of yay, how's y'all relationship? There's no relationship. You ever talk to him? No, you don't ever talk nah, to him? No, we talked, we talked, like... I made good... I, I made friends out of that that are... So we talked a little bit after that for a while. But I mean, but after man, the rant you talking about? Yeah, we talked. We talked after that for a while. We 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 uh, we exchanged some emails. But people around him, uh, that's you know, like I I know a lot of them. Like GLC, obviously, mm-hmm. GLC is an amazing person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, shout out to GLC. GLC is an amazing person, um, and one of Kanye's like most trusted. number one most most trusted most advisors. So like, and, and a talented man in his own right. So for me, um. Just understanding the world and everything that he was in, like I don't think there's probably much for me, me and him to talk about. I don't think we vibe on very much, but you know, it is no yeah. big deal. That. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so, 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 no cap. Uh, I wanted to ask this as a new podcast. You got any pointers for us since you've been a vet in the industry, like like you? Are? I'll be real with you. Like the vibe is unmatched. Like the podcast gonna go up. I mean, if I was gonna give pointers, it would be more about what not to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that you can't do in, in, in this type of deal right here is rush anything. Like, like you you got to keep podding and keep... Casting. Bring, keep, keep, <laughs> get, like, keep podding, keep bringing people on here uh, and, and carve out your niche. There's a podcast I want people to... I'm so proud of these ladies. So proud of these ladies. It's called Good Moms, Bad Choices. Mm-hmm. It's with Erica and Mila. When, when I when Erica and Mila first hit me up to do their podcast, they had a very small audience, but they continue to build their narrative, who they are, what it is that they talk about, which is women who are moms, who mama got to have a life too. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the edit of the podcast. Now I'm interested. Now, I, now I look up I look up at them. They top 100, top 50. They just keep doing it. Don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got y'all got something that a lot of podcasts will never have, which is cultural importance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all matter around here. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So. Chicago needs this, though. And really, to be real with you, something else is, I don't know, and y'all maybe I'll, y'all tell me this. Why doesn't it seem like there's any media that comes straight out of Chicago like that? I said it all, yeah, all the time. Where, like what? Like urban? Like, what I mean is, like, Maybe shouldn't Chicago have a breakfast club? Shouldn't Chicago have 
a big, huge podcast in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you why we don't have that. Well, this is it right here. Okay. Yeah. The reason why we really haven't had anything established because nobody bees here. Everybody come here, get their money, and they gone. So the people that's important to the people that's coming here to collect they bag, they not even here. Yeah. They can't even come home. You it's know what I'm saying? Here. So you got the people like us that's really in tune with the people, but we might not be in tune with your Gotti. So right. he come in, he get his bag, he gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? And one of the only people that we really had was Zach TV that was getting real. You long. told me about him. I looked up some of his shit too. Yeah. I feel yeah. Don't like got you know. He was yeah. one of my best friends. Rest in peace to him. But you know. He happened to get murdered in the streets. So, until Chicago reached that place where our people that are our stars can be at home, it's gonna be kind of tough. Well, what, what what has to happen for that to happen? Um, the violence in the street, from one, because majority of the people that's in position are the drill rappers, the right. ones that's talking about dead people and disrespecting the streets. They can't be here. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dirk can't come and ride around in Chicago in no uh, Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? But oh, he you can't should. Do that bad, you can't do that in Baton Rouge either. Yeah. Kill you. Bad, yeah. Boosie speaks on that all the time. Yeah, he is like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's but like, yeah. These, them two murdering cultures. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's why you ain't seen no Breakfast Club or nothing. But you got us and we here. So. Okay, word up. Because, like, yeah. that's because it's a. I'm going to lie. It's a beautiful place. I'm going to be here a lot more often, man. Oh, man. Appreciate it. first time? Appreciate it. Kind of. Like, I didn't, I like, I didn't been here on Jaws before, but it would be like, you're here for a day, then you oh, leave. Yeah, you ain't but, yeah, I ain't stay. But, yeah, this is kind of my first time here, man. Gorgeous, oh, beautiful place, bro. Well, we appreciate you coming out. Oh, oh man. We enjoyed you, man. No problem. Man, pleasure, man. man. One of the realest black men alive. You, man. Uh, yeah. Kept realest his word with cat. us. George yeah. Bush don't care about black people. Hey, but he do, though. <laughs> he do, though. <laughs> Hey, man, definitely care about black people, man. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow. We know they following you, man. So we need you to tell these people to follow us right, right. now. Mm. Hey, man, <laughs> follow and listen to the No Cap Podcast, man. And when you, like, get a fucking example, get a get a feeling of what Chicago really is, man. It's just, the city is so much, bro. I'm really loving the vibes, loving right. the black people I'm meeting in Chicago, man. So y'all stay locked in to No Cap. Appreciate sure. you, man. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, and keep commenting, man. And no watch. Cap. Nigga fuck fame, shit, I'm all about racks. I'm big dog, little bitch, that's facts. Fuck me, no cap, dog. I mix the shit with the fitting You talk a tough, get your face shot. Just for teeth, and I'm knocking your lips off. Ain't no future, I'm pulling up stick talk.